Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Brother John, how you doing? Praise God, I'm doing fine, and uh, good evening to you. Good morning to you, everybody. Welcome back. Today is Thursday, September 21st, 2023. It's great to be with all of you, and bring back to you Pastor John Torelli. He's coming to you live from Sacramento, California. Check out his website during the show, and after, eaec.org. Brother John, would you like to open us in prayer? Yes, sir. Mount Father, thank you again, Lord. Here we are Thursday morning, and the privilege of being able to share the Word of God. Thank you, Father God, for your Holy Spirit anointing me, anointing everyone listening. And I pray that you give us understanding. Help me, Father God, to convey truth that would simply be understood by the people listening and that they'll be able to process it and they will have corrections in their lives or they would take evasive maneuvers when danger is coming. Thank you, Father God. I just praise you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brother John, welcome back, and the mic is yours. Well, thank you, Shannon. I'm going to continue today. This is part number seven of my series on Tune in God and Turn Off Satan. And this is lesson number 50 I'm working out of. And uh, <clears throat> the lesson outline is available to you. And uh, all you have to do is to contact us uh, on our website, eac.org. And... Um, we will send it to you. It's a PDF file. It will be free of choice. We will not charge you for that. Before I get into the, the teaching here today, I want to share some things that I think is very important. I've been uh, walking with Christ since 1965. 
and um, I was baptized in water in 66. I survived to preach in 1969, actually 67. Attended seminary from uh, 69 to uh, 73. Been an evangelist for a couple of years, worked in Europe and here. And then I've been a pastor since 1975. I have never seen demonic power as forcefully they are working today. And um, I think that most people don't recognize that um, Satan actually is increasing his power and that the Holy Spirit is decreasing his power. Because he says in Thessalonians that before the Antichrist can come in the open, he that restrains must be taken away. And so the reason I'm saying that since I have seen since 1967, we have a tremendous moving of the Holy Spirit, and it lasted to about 1982-83. And then I have seen a decline in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that decline has continued. There are spots of revivals. There are certain areas where the Holy Spirit is working very strongly. But in generality, it has been a decline. There are two events that I'd like to share with you here today that really uh, caught my attention. The first one took place September 16th. Uh, 2003, 2023, uh, which is just a few, last week or so. And um, there was a youth pastor in Kansas, and he tried to kill his wife and five children by stabbing them and then dragging them down into the basement and then trying to set the house on fire. Uh, some people outside the home was in the subdivision heard a commotion, called the police, and uh, they were able to put out the fire. Uh, and also they got all the, the five children and the wife uh, to the hospital. And, and they all survived. Uh, but they, they were hurt, uh, stab wounds, and uh, I think there was some burn wounds too. So you ask a question there. This youth pastor, on their website, he simply had made a statement saying that he loved to tell little children about Jesus. How in the world... Could he, he was 41 years old, simply make a decision, I'm going to kill my family, I'm going to burn them up. What made him do that? My understanding, this is not, this is not reported, but my understanding is this. This guy was into pornography. And, um, the pornography, I haven't spoken too much about it on Omega Man Radio, but the pornography back in the 1950s and 60s and 70s and 80s, basically, uh, we had uh, magazines, uh, pictures of women in dressed, diff- uh, you know, dressed more or less somewhat naked and so on. And uh, uh, there was write-ups, there was what you call it, porn stores, where they uh, have fantasizing and they would uh, talking about doing this and that and so on. Until we got, got the internet, and that, they started about the 1990s, but the internet just as the infancy. And then came the uh, videos, and 
of course, we got in San Fernando, uh, California, which is a suburb in the Los Angeles area, is the capital of the porn production. There are a number of different studios down there, and they are just like movie studios. They're producing this smart all the time, every day, <clears throat> and releasing them. So, now, the pornography is more violent. Uh, people are using the uh, basically, they get into anal sex, oral sex. Um, <clears throat> there's all time of different sex toys, the uh, devices used to uh, do extra stimulation and so on. And so, the people, I have some people that come to me over the years, that, women that have simply shared how they have been abused. And so, it is violence. So normally, a man and a woman, husband and wife, when they come together, they come together in love. Uh, pornography, they come together in violence. And um, it, is, it is a nasty situation. At the same time, they also have what they call snuff movies. So... Um, this would I have simply have, for example, they, they, they have, this comes from sex trafficking. They have uh, young women and girls, and uh, they simply film as they are having sexual violence, violent sex with them. At the same time, they're killing them. And then, of course, the last scene is to see the, the woman is dead. And uh, so this is what they call a snuff uh, movie. Or video, and that really turns people on. And so now, here they sit at home on their computers and watch it. And then uh, they simply—you cannot watch that for a long time without being demon possessed. And then you simply want to carry it out yourself. We also have now sex trafficking of children, and uh, it's a huge industry, and. I've been trying to tell people this. The most wicked people that are using victims in sex trafficking, that are uh, abusing them and so on, are the customers. So God is going to judge the customers harder than the pimps and the people producing it because they are embracing something that is vile. So this man, this 41-year-old pastor, youth pastor, most likely had a pornographic problem where he was simply hooked on it. And eventually uh, it came to the place that probably his wife found out, or someone found out, and the demons took over. And he did not even think about, you know, these are my children. This is my wife. He just, in a fury, got a knife out and started cutting up and uh, stabbing the, the family. Now, the demons are happy. The guy is now in jail. He's on a $5 million bond. And um, most likely he's going to get a life without the possibility of parole. And he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. But the demon simply says, well, we're done with this guy. Let's go to the next one. So that's a problem that the people get the punishment. The demons do not. But the people are responsible because they get involved in demonic activities. And you do that and the demons will take over. The second thing I want to share with you is this, that this took place in um, August the 14th in Las Vegas. And uh, there were two teenagers, I think they were 17, 16, and 17 years old, and uh, they had stolen a car, and they went out for joyriding. And uh, so the guy that drove it, uh, somebody said, you know, we, we're going to see if we can do some fun things. 
And the other guy was having his phone and he was videotaping as I was driving down the road. So they saw this bicyclist down the road and the, the driver said, well, let's just take him out. Let's see what happened. So he gunned the car, came up behind the bicyclist, hit him hard, and he got shoved up on the hood and then the windshield and then he flew in the back and they instantly killed him. Now they videotaped this and you could hear them laughing and saying, man, that was cool, man. Look, you see the guy, how he flopping before he died. And so after they'd done that, then they uh, saw another car and they said, well, let's just uh, hit that car and see what happened. So uh, they got hit, got hit that car and they kind of stopped them. And then, of course, the cops came and then they got arrested. Now, what in the world would cause an American teenager, 16 and 17 years old, to simply steal a car and aim at the bicyclist? He was just out to exercise. It was a bit, it was a bit of a day. And just kill him, laughing at the so on. It's a demon possession. And this goes to all the video games that exist now that are very, very graphic and much more sophisticated than they were 10, 15 years ago. And so these people play the video games, and of course they kill people in there, do all kinds of things. And then the demons seem to say, it is not enough for people to watch violent video games. And they then have to carry it out. And so what I want to share with you is this, that it shows here that the demonization is increasing. And the people that are doing this, they have absolutely no remorse, none, no remorse whatsoever. Matter of fact, they enjoy it. So we really are in coming close to the time of the Antichrist. The third thing I want to share with you is, this is a subject that I kind of want to stay away from because uh, I didn't want to believe it. I simply said, nah, I, I don't want to believe that. That That is too bad. And that is the fires that have been started um, Lately, and um, we have whole cities wiped out. We had uh, Paradise in California was wiped out about two years ago, two, three years ago. And then we got Lahaina in Hawaii. And I realize this is supernatural. Because I want to read a scripture to you. And this is from Revelation chapter 13. And uh, I want to read for verse number 11 and on. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. This now is a false prophet. And he exercised all the power of the first beast, that's the Antichrist. And he caused the earth then with dwelling to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he does great wonders, so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he does great wonders, so that he makes fires come down from heaven on the earth. In the sight of man, I've read it many times, and I said, "Well, okay, whatever is going to happen, I don't understand it." When we had the paradise, there's a city here in California, up in the in the foothills, fire. That whole city was wiped out. It was probably about a thousand homes, just incinerated, and um, they uh, there was a fire coming down. But then um, the, uh, it's a very intense fire. So one of my deacons, Thomas Burns, um, he decided after they allowed people to get in again, that he was allowed in to uh, 
and he would up and, and say it for himself. As he examined a house, there was not nothing really left there, but some things, it was a window. He saw metal, and this was metal, some type of steel, that had melted. I mean, melted down where it simply had run, and then when it cooled down, it just, you know, what to do in a furnace. You melt it, and then you pour it. And he looked at it, and he simply said, no normal fire can do this. This is more than a normal fire. And, of course, then they were talking about uh, people on the Internet that were discussing about uh, some type of particle beams, uh, some type of energy beams that have been shot down and targeted this particular area. I was reminded of an incident that took place about maybe two to three years ago now. And that was in China. And uh, it was a city that had a a shipyard there. And uh, I don't know how big the city was, but it was not a too small city, not a large city. And uh, a fire broke out and incinerated the town and melted the ships uh, and and so on. And then... so people said, well, there's probably the United States trying out, you know, their latest weapons to see, so on. The Chinese did not squawk. The Chinese never complained about that. Now we get Lahaina. And um, so it's similar thing with Paradise, similar thing what happened in China. A selected spot, total incineration. And uh, with metals melting. And I realize now someone is having a super weapon or a energy beam that is capable of simply incinerate and create such a heat that the metal is melting and things are just burned up. The strange thing is with Lahaina, and it is the same thing with uh, Paradise, uh, the government comes in, seals off the area, and uh, right now no one can get into Lahaina. And uh, even the people that live, they cannot go back to see what, what have they got anything left. They can find some uh, memoirs or pictures of so- something left. Can't get in. So... That, what I heard about trying to tell you is this. I believe that this was not the United States government. This was not the Russian government. This is not the Chinese government. This is done by Luciferians, Luciferus, um, fallen angels that simply now are beginning to be allowed to enter into the human space, so to say, on earth and begin to do supernatural things. They're simply practicing or they're simply trying it out to see how effective it is and also what impact it will have upon the population in the world. So, Things are never going to go back to the way they were 50 years ago, 60 years ago. We were talking about the future, Antichrist, and so on. And and, uh, we lived a good life. And uh, the Holy Spirit was working very powerful. Now, we are in the twilight of this of the church area and we are moving into what is called the time of the Antichrist. I have lived a good life. I'm 
uh, 80, 83 years old, be 84 this year. And uh, I'm glad my wife passed away. She didn't have to see this couple was coming. I feel sorry for the people that are younger than me. I feel very sorry for children today. They have no idea what they're going to face in the future. It's going to be a horrible time. What can you and I do about it? We can't stop the Antichrist. It has been predicted. God's allowing that as he's proving his righteousness. But we can pray. What we can do is this. We can lead people to Christ and get them saved. We can pray for people to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. We can help people to get rid of demons by simply doing deliverances on people casting out demons. There's a number of things we can do. But the sad thing is, what I see is this, that the majority of the Christians, particularly in the churches, uh, the churches are just activities, meetings, social activities. There, there's no concern about what's happening. There's no discernment. And that is sad. Now, let me give you some good news in the midst of this gloomy news that I just shared with you. About two Saturdays ago, not this Saturday, but I think the week before, there's a university, it's a university or a college called Auburn, located in the state of Alabama. And um, they had a, um, an event, they had um, invited uh, someone to go, they had a what do you call it, the revival meeting or a meeting for the students. <clears throat> so they got together, maybe a couple of hundred students together. And um, so they had a preacher there, and he was preaching. They had brought in a music group that sang and so on, so they had some worship. And then um, of this group, one person got saved, and he simply said this, I want to be baptized in water, and I want to be baptized now. So what they did was that um, they um, they had another place on the campus, maybe a mile or two miles away. There was a lake there. They had the, some buildings there and so on. And so they decided, okay, we're going over there, and we're going to baptize so, about three or four hundred people left the auditorium and walked over to this place. I don't know how they did, but they got to the place. So then, <clears throat> this person gave a testimony, and he went out and he got baptized. And as he came out of the water, I, I saw a little video of this. The people were cheering. Then suddenly, two or three other people, I could see them leaving the crowd and simply say, I want to be baptized too. I, I want to free Christ. So uh, they prayed, led them to Christ, and took them out. They didn't have any robes and stuff. They just baptized them in their closing. And uh, so the two, three more got baptized. And then suddenly you could see, it is, you see the crowd it was almost like an old Billy Graham crusade where you see people just coming out of the crowd and just streaming forward. And before it was said and done, 200 college students had been baptized and accepted Christ. And it was a tremendous mass movement there of the Holy Spirit. So then... The story that was written up in, um, I believe, in Charisma. And uh, matter of fact, this this was so, uh, it was uh, one of the Fox News. We had Laura Ingram on Fox News, her program, uh, a couple of days ago. She simply had made a story of it, and she simply 
I had people come and tell what happened because she said we got to have some good news. What really encouraged me was this. There was a prayer group at Auburn College or University, whatever it is, consisting of five young college students. These, these were women, five young women that decided we're going to meet. I don't know how often they met, if every day or every week, whatever, but they met the five of them. And they prayed fervently, God, we want to see a move of the Holy Spirit. And these five people, they probably have prayed this for maybe a month. They might have been praying that you know, a long time. And they didn't see any result. And then suddenly when God answers, it goes boom with tremendous power. So, I've shared that story with you, simply say this, we can make a difference. And this is why I have, in early this year, in January, I formed a, a new uh, ministry, within a ministry, called the National International, National International, no, NIP, National, it's called NIP, National Prayer network and I put out a bulletin about I used to do it about once a week but sometimes I don't have time to do it but in that moment now on a Sunday morning what I do is I try to take 15-20 minutes on a Sunday morning webcast and simply focus on I share what's in me NIP bulletin and then I says okay we're going to pray for this and that and so I have people come up and we pray for the removing of President Biden. We pray for Kamala Harris to be gone. We pray for Jeffrey Zentz, who is the uh, chief of staff at the White House. He's actually the one running the country right now. And uh, we pray for some other things. And I expect that we're going to see God move. So, we're going to see a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there, and, but overall, the world is moving toward the Antichrist. So I decided this. I'm not just going to sit and watch the devil taking over more and more. I'm going to do what I can when I'm here. And when I walk through the pearly gates, I don't want to hear Jesus said, oh, no, here he comes. Okay, I put him over in the corner there. I'm not too happy with this guy. I want Jesus to be happy and say, you fought to the last day of your life on earth. You did what you could. You didn't have a whole lot, but you used what you got to fight as much as possible. And so I spent half, half an hour on this. But I believe, I don't know who's watching not watching, but listening to Mega Man Radio because I don't interact that much for the people. I, I don't go to the chat room and so on. But if there is some of you that simply says, well, we are going to start a prayer group. We're going to do something. Uh, we're not just going to be, you know, reading all the stuff, you know, on the Internet, you know, oh, this is bad, this is bad, and so on. Get the latest scare. But you say, do something positive. So with that, I'm going to go to my lesson. And this has to do with guidance. And that is extremely important that we know how to do things and so on. Here's what I said last week. The wrong guidelines will prevent the person from reaching his correct destination. If you are not guided correctly, you will end up in the wrong place. The Holy Spirit is our guide, and the Bible is our filter. Any message that you get from God by the Holy Spirit must be filtered, compared, and checked through the Bible 
And if it stands this test, then you know that you have a genuine revelation from God. We're going to do a deliverance um, the first week of October. And um, I want to share this with you. Um, we were contacted uh, probably about five months ago uh, by some people who said that uh, there's a lady here in town. This is the greatest Sacramento area. And uh, she is demonized. Uh, she goes to a Christian meeting, uh, not every meeting, but some meetings. And then uh, the demons begin to manifest. She falls down, she foams, she screams, she fl- flexes her arms and so on, flops her arm. And she's out of control and they simply had to carry her out and after a while she comes down. So they've been going to regular churches, you know, just regular churches where they talk about salvation, they talk about, you know, doing this, they worship and so on. But this woman didn't get any help. So she went to a Bible study and uh, the Bible study was led by a man and um, his name is David. And David listened to me when I was on the radio. I was on the radio for 25 years here in uh, California and some other places. And uh, so the lady told him a story, and he says, well, I don't know how to do this, but I know a guy that probably can help you. So he called me or wrote me and set up an appointment. So uh, he came up, and the man and his wife came up. There were three other. So they described to me, you know, what the situation was. And I says, well, that's not a big deal. Uh, we can cast those demons out. We can have to take this lady through deliverance. And uh, so we did a deliverance maybe a few weeks later, whatever time it was. And uh, the lady had no manifestation when she was in our presence. We cast the demons out, and that's about three months ago now. And uh, she has absolutely no manifestations. They're gone. Now, you would think that this couple, now they are watching us on, um, they're watching a webcast. They live very, they live about 45 minutes away from us. And you would think that this couple would say, well, this is where we got, this is where I got rid of my demons. This is what I'm beginning to be able to live and get my life back, you know, I'm, I'm going to attend that church. No. They went back to the, another church because they wanted social interaction. Uh, they wanted to have, you know, little weekly Bible studies, get together, uh, having coffee and donuts on Sunday morning and so on. So I talked to the guy last night. And so I asked him, I said, well, you're coming out for deliverance. So um, he says, well, we're going to Bible studies. We're doing this. We're doing that and so on. And I asked him this. I said, "Uh, are these people able to help you? He says, no. (laughs) I said, so basically you're going there because you want social activity. But when you really need something, you come to us. I said, we are like a hospital. We, I have a, I have a um, doctor, Dr. Soteris. I got a nurse, Sister Carol, and I'm the main doctor. Uh, we got also uh, another doctor, um, Pastor Alexi, uh, but he's in South Carolina. He's doing deliverances there. So I said, isn't it amazing? That you go to a place where you can get help, but once you get well, you go back where they're feeding the pigs swill or nothing. I mean, there's no sustenance there. He didn't know what to say. But 
here's what I'm trying to tell you, simple this. A lot of people are social creatures. We like to have people to talk to. We want to fellowship with them and so on. And we don't do well when we are alone because we haven't learned to walk alone with Jesus. Uh, we need people. Uh, nothing wrong to be with people. But you should not be dependent upon that you have people always around you. You should be able to learn to be content with the Holy Spirit. So, if you need help, like I told the guy yesterday on the phone, I said this. You were not called, if you got a, if you got a problem with your mouth, you got some problem with a tooth. I said, you're not going to call a plumber because he's closer. You're going to go to a dentist. He laughed and said, yeah, I'm not going to call a plumber. I said, get the point. Now, my next statement is this. Look for these signs. Any wisdom or knowledge from God will have the following characteristics. And I'm reading to you now from James chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. But the wisdom that is from above is for pure, then peaceable, gentle, Easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So this is a sign that you're looking for when you want to fellowship with people in churches or fellowship with people in generality. And that is this. The wisdom that is from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness sown in peace and then that make peace. So that's what you want to look for when you look for guidance. That if you have that from above, you know that you're going in the right direction. Any message from the devil and the demons will have the following effect upon the people involved. And I'm going to read to you now from James. The book of James, chapter 3, verses 14 and 16. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, lie not against the truth. This wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work if you are around people churches or whatever fellowship you're in and there is bitter envying strife then it is sensual it devilish and confusion and every evil work so here's what I'm telling you. The Holy Spirit will bring you peace, tranquility, wisdom, meekness, love. That's the Holy Spirit. Satan will bring you confusion, bitterness, fighting, and confusion. So, if you stop yourself and ask these questions, am I being guided by wisdom from above, the peace of God, or is my life full of turmoil, bitterness, confusion, strife, etc.? 
then you are guided by Satan and his fallen angels and the evil spirits. The devil does not always guide directly. The devil is very clever, has been in the business of lying and deceiving for thousands of years. Sometimes he will work through other people in order to get to you. Sometimes there is a transference of spirits. And I want to share with you how evil spirits are transferred from one person to the other. So the example I have is this. This is a woman. I call her Sister Sharp Tongue. That's a woman. Sister Sharp Tongue. She was saved some years ago, but now believes she has a ministry of correcting saints since she claims to have all truth. Sister Sharp Tongue is unhappy with the leadership in the church. She's not happy with the pastor. She's harboring bad feelings. And this makes the devil is now allowed to influence her to accept the ministry of unclean spirits. Here's what the Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, the wrong line, walks about seeking whom he may devour. That takes place every day. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. So Sister Sharp Tongue now is not very happy. No one is listening to her, you know, and the pastor's not doing this right, and the deacons are not doing this right, and so on, da 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 And she's very unhappy. So in order to get a hearing... She proceeds now to transfer her poison and seeks out willing listeners that would lend her a sympathetic ear. If you are in a church and you have a sister's sharp tongue come up to you and says, well, you know, uh, have you noticed this about the pastor? He's doing this, he's doing that, you know, and I, I, I don't think it's from God. That woman is out of line. If she has a problem with the pastor, she should do what Jesus said. If you've got a problem with the person, you go to the person and talk to them. Try to iron it out. If that doesn't work, you take a witness with you and try to work it out talking with them. If that doesn't work out, then you ask for a meeting in the church and you simply have the church to make a judgment what's right and what's wrong. But you don't gossip. You see, gossip is another demon. The devil through the works of the flesh, through the brain, through the senses start to fill the spirit about a willing grumble. That's another man now. His name is Willing Grumble. And he's filled now with wrath, strife, hatred, variance. Once poisoned by the grumbled faith that he is justified to take issue with the word and to argue to be a variance, out of this bickering and strife, Sister Sharp Tongue got to him. Sister Sharp Tongue was talking to Brother Willing Grumble and say, Have you heard? Have you noticed this? You know, we really should do something about it. And Brother Willing Grumble says, yeah, but you mentioned it to me. I, I think that's true. Out of this bickering and strife, seeds are sown for hatred and soon becomes harvest time. People will leave the church, turn their backs of former friends, and the work of God will suffer. 
This is what Paul said in Galatians 5.15. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. I had a... I had two brothers in it in the church. This is a few years ago, and uh, one brother was very successful. He was a contractor and uh, married, and uh, his business was thriving, and uh, he lived a good life. His brother was a drug addict. He was hooked on amphetamine, and. Uh, he was also a skilled worker, but had been divorced two or three times, and simply um, the drugs had destroyed him. So, he's brought it, brought into our church, and um, in due time, we took him through deliverance, and um, he had an arrested development spirit. He couldn't read and he couldn't write. So when he was doing work with a blueprint, uh, I remember one time he's got a, a job for us and he, I gave him the blueprint. He says, I tossed that aside that I don't need that. I don't know what to do. And I realized later he couldn't read it. So after deliverance, which went fine, um, I met with him for one year, once a week. And uh, we went through the Bible. We went through the lessons, follow-up lessons. And in one year, he learned how to write and read so well that he was able to get his contractor's license, uh, which is a written test and an oral test. In the meantime, he had married a Christian woman, and uh, they were both attending our church. Uh, but this woman, she was related to Sister Sharp Tongue. And um, so she resented that her husband's brother had helped him with finances. He helped him with a car. He had let him store his stuff in his shop and so on. And um, she felt... She was simply envious. And um, so she didn't like his brother. So there was strife there. So one day, Sister Sharp Tongue and her husband called me and said, we want to have a private meeting with you. I said, fine. We got to set the time. So they came to my office and they said this do you know that my husband's brother is doing this he's doing that he's doing this he's doing that and he's a deacon in the church actually was an elder in the church at that time we want him to be thrown out we want you next Sunday to from the pulpit call him up and Kick him out. This is what we want. Now, Sister Sharp Tongue, she was besides herself and her husband, who is now is he's not drug free, has been drug free for several years. He just stood there like a sacrificial lamb and didn't say anything. Just looked sheepish. Because Sister Sharp Tongue was running her husband. So I told him, I said, well, I tell you what, I'm not going to do that. And Sister Sharpton said, very well, we are leaving the church as of now. And I said, well, if that's the case, goodbye. And they left the church, didn't come back. So the man called me a couple of years later and wanted to talk to me. And um, I talked to him, but I really don't want him back in the church. I don't want Sister Sharp Tongue back in the church. And so 
this is what I'm trying to share with you with the example, what I have seen, that strife and sedition. This woman who married the brother, and um, he built her a, a house. He did all kind of different things. I mean, the guy's very skilled, and he brought in money and so on. So she didn't have to work. Instead of being thankful that his brother had helped, the church had delivered him, and he had a contractor's license, he was able to function like a normal guy. Instead, she was led by the devil, and she became destructive. And bitter, poisonous. So, in Galatians 5.15, But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. So, here's what I want to tell you. And it's a following. Guidance is super important. And you got to understand this. You are guided if you like it or not. You are either guided by the Holy Spirit or you are guided by unholy spirits there's nothing between there's only two different spirits the Holy Spirit or unholy spirits what I'd like you to do today after we finish this program here is to simply sit down just take time and sit down close your eyes and simply say God what kind of fruit do I have in my life? Be honest with yourself. Ask yourself this. What kind of fruit do I have in my life? Do I bring joy to other people? Do I help other people? Do I help people when they are in pain? Am I an inspiration to other people? Or am I a sister's sharp tongue that simply brings misery to the people around me? Because basically it comes down to this. You're either a very cheerful person or you're a very depressed person. There's no people between. There's no one neutral. You're either moved by the Holy Spirit you move by unholy spirit. You either show the fruit of the spirit or you show the fruit of Satan. That's as simple as this. That's why people have road rages. That's why people do bad things because they're guided by the wrong one. If you say today to yourself, I am not guided by the right spirit. I don't have good fruit in my life. Well, a smart person then would do this. Ask God to forgive you. Write down what you want to get rid of. Write down on the paper. I don't want to gossip anymore. I don't want to lie anymore. I don't want to hurt people anymore. I don't want to do this and that. And then ask God to help you to stop doing that. And if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, find a church where they are praying for the baptism of the Spirit. If you need to be delivered, find a place where they can cast the demons out. But take action. Otherwise, you will never change. Be honest with yourself and simply say, what kind of fruit do I have? What's as far as I'm going to take it today? And let me just say this to you. If you want to... Uh, Find out about our ministry. Uh, everything we have is on our website, eaec.org. 
and you find the videos there, preaching videos. I got about 650 videos preaching, and it goes back to 2009. And uh, we got articles, we got the books, and so on. You can also find us on YouTube. We are on a number of other platforms. But if you go to our website, we have everything compacted together with everything I've written and so on. And if you want help, just contact us and say, hey, I need help. We will get in contact with you. We will pay with you. And we don't charge when we minister to people. It is no cost. Uh, if I talk to you an hour on the phone or whatever, you know, I'm not going to say, well, this is about $100. No. We minister. It's free. We were freely given and freely we give. So we don't charge for our ministry. If you uh, simply says, well, I live in the greatest Sacramento area. Well, praise the Lord. We got a church here. It's a little country church. We're on the countryside. And um, go to our website, contact us, and we will call you back, write you back, and simply say, hey, here's how to get to our church. We would love to have you. We have church every Sunday morning, and um, I would love to have you. So if you live in the greatest Sacramento area, uh, don't hesitate, contact us. We're a small church, but we will take care of you, and we will minister to you whatever your needs are. If you can't, if you don't live in the area, you can be watching a webcast every Sunday. We have a webcast. We start at 8.30 uh, Pacific Standard Time with music for half an hour. Uh, then we have prayer time for half an hour. And then I preach for about an hour, an hour and a half. I give a message every Sunday. And you find us on our website, eac.org. Go to live webcast, click on that, and you can get it. If you can't be with us in the morning, because you live in a different time zone or whatever, uh, the good news is you can run that program, that the service we did Sunday night. We can run it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's up all week, so you can catch it anytime during the week. So it's there for you to watch and to be blessed. And finally, we always talk about money. And I want to, I was thinking about this today before I started the program. Shannon is full-time in the ministry. He, he doesn't have any other jobs. And he loves people. He, he wants to bring the message out. He wants to pray for people. He wants to remove demons. He has a genuine heart for people. He loves people. He's a minister. And uh, he's a minister on the internet. And so he lives in Indonesia and uh, has a family. So if you are a regular Omega Man listener, then support him. Go to his website today. Find his donation buttons and hit them and help him out. This is what I learned years ago when I was on the radio. For 25 years I was on the radio. It takes 1,000 listeners to get one donation. A thousand people will listen. This is an average statistic. And out of a thousand people, one will give a donation. That's pretty bad. But that's the way it is. And I believe that I'm targetable Mega Man listeners, men and women. You listen for a long time to Brother Shannon, and you never give him, him a dime. I would say, shame on you. If you love his ministry and you're here, have the decency to give the guy some money because he has to live. He has to eat. He got to pay rent just like you do. Support the people that minister to you. May God bless you. Back to you, Shannon. Brother John, this was a great teaching tonight. And um, I wrote down a title, Sister Sharp Tongue. What do you think? <laughs> I just thought about that myself. That's great. Uh, I'm sure you met her. I'm sure you met her. Oh yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know something else you said, uh, which is a great title for a message. Sometime uh, gossip is a demon. Yeah. 
Boy, you hit that one on the head, too. Um, great teaching tonight. We're going to get this up here in about 30 minutes. I'm moving faster now than before to post these. Please share it with a friend. And Brother John, um, tell us about the Sunday broadcast you're doing. Can people be a part of those? Yeah, I just share that. So I regurgitate it again. So every Sunday morning, 8.30 Pacific Standard Time, we start our worship service. And you can find this live on our website, eac.org. So we have music, prayer, and preaching. And if you live in the greater Sacramento area, put your body in a car and drive over here. Folks, be a part of it. Also, uh, you wrote a book on your life, a autobiography. Do you have that yes. in stock, and uh, where can people order that? Is that your website? Give us a title on that. My life, my destiny, my, my calling, my life, my destiny. Uh, it's on our website, and uh, it can be ordered from our website. Brother John, have you considered doing an audiobook version of that, too? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I'm uh, I'm swamped as it is. It'd be great to hear you do a narration on it, uh, folks. Get over to eaec.org. You can also get Christian Dynamics series right there and more. It's a fantastic website. Love and appreciate you, my friend. An honor to be with you tonight. Looking forward to the next show with you. Love you. Love you too. God bless. Bye. Friends, stay tuned. We're going to continue. Uh, give me just a second. Reset the queue here. Okay, coming up next, we've got Brother Joseph Cohen going to the landline here. Hold on. I'm going to refresh MixLR. Get ready to reset. 